0: Just go to Cars.com. It's magical.
1: This is a Locker Room production. Everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio Locker Room Live Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Well, they won, and the two points are the most important thing, and they beat a pretty damn good team in the New York Islanders. Isles hadn't lost in regulation at home in quite a while uh, all season, and I think back to last season. Uh, so, you know, 3-0 against the Isles, two of them in overtime. You get this one in regulation, even though Sure, shit didn't feel like that was the way it was going to play out. Um, I think there was more good than bad in this one, but let's just get to this first comment. Still haven't forgot about yesterday, Thomas Dixon. Neither have I. It's going to need to be, uh, it's going to need to be a string of games where they play much better overall. I will say, um, I thought two and a half periods they were good tonight. I really do. Uh, I, I, you know, you can't blow the lead the way they did. That's absolutely it's a three nothing lead in the third period. Like this shouldn't be a nail biter. It just, it should not be. That's uh, I, I don't, you know what they want. I'm not going to get two on them because I honestly, I liked, I liked what I saw out of them in the beginning of the third period. I thought, yes, the, the emphasis seemed to be much more on getting pucks deep and making the Islanders go the full 200 feet than it did, um just attacking and trying to add on to the lead and you always want them to add on to the lead but the Flyers they want they clearly wanted to show they clearly wanted to get to basics tonight and just make sure they came away with the win now of course you know second half of the third period they fold up and that whole strategy goes for not uh but I I didn't even hate the way they started the third um if 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 they win, it seemed like they were trying to win the game three nothing, which honestly would have been a pretty cool result uh, for Carter Hart and for the team, just as a uh, a jumping off point to restore their confidence. If we look at last night's nine nothing loss as rock bottom, then uh, bounce back a little. But man, there's still some concerning things, and first and foremost is absolutely Carter Hart. Uh, first and foremost is definitely Carter Hart. Uh, he looked good with limited work um, in in the beginning of this game for the first few periods, got helped out by some posts, but hey, posts are part of your equipment. Brian Boucher made a hell of a career out of playing them posts. No one can ever convince me he didn't play the posts. Uh, but, uh, you know, game comes down to it, and Hart is a guy we've seen maybe start a little slow and uh, gain confidence throughout the game. This one, he started out well, and – you know he just became he became shaky that at 3 3 or 4 3 i think it was uh when Barzell took that shot uh from the weird angle that really handcuffed hart and hart just kind of you know closed it up and got his body as far away from the crease as he could uh it i really thought okay they're going to have to keep it clean in front of him cuz hart isn't going to finish this out for them uh and that's really a concern they have uh they absolutely have a question mark in net right now, and I did not think that's something we'd be saying um, in the offseason or even the way this season began. So I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, Alex Lyon, I was kind of surprised Alex Lyon didn't play tonight. Uh, maybe we see him this weekend. Maybe heart takes more good than bad from this one, and I really thought this was a turning point for him early on in this game. He, he seemed confident and – same same problems seem to show themselves later on. Uh, all the goals on the glove side, and you just have to wonder if, if if it's in his head at this point. He's just a young goalie, really searching for something right now. But I, I liked what I saw for the most part from the uh, from the first two and a half periods of this game. I did think um, <laughs> like it was kind of funny the way they were playing a like a tight checking. Uh, smart hockey game to start here, like a a low event first period. They have the good second, the third period. They're just getting pucks deep, getting quick changes, doing the right things. And I just thought like they shouldn't need to be utterly embarrassed to realize they need to tighten things up. Uh, You know what it reminded me? It reminded me of a kid who knew he was in trouble. So like doubled down on his chores. And I thought of a scene from the Sopranos when uh, AJ stayed out all night in New York city And like, got his eyebrows shaved, got all drunk and everything. And he got in a ton of trouble when he came home uh, with his mom. And he hears his dad come home. So he like grabs his trash can and makes it look like he's doing chores. And he's just nonchalantly coming down the steps, uh, like he's cleaning up or something when his dad walks in the house. He's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, just, you know, doing the right things. Like, that's what the Flyers looked like to me tonight, as much as I want to praise them for tightening it up after that just shit show last night like it shouldn't take nine nothing to realize you know what we need to do um stand near the guy with the puck and not give him eight feet uh i I thought they did that a lot of this game but man they do just seem to fall into these slumps of just absolutely momentum destroying disasters they give up a goal and Next thing you know, it's 3-3. Three, three. They kill a penalty, and they gain no momentum from a huge third-period penalty kill in a tight game. They, uh, the Islanders score immediately. I, I wish the Flyers could keep momentum going after uh, you know they don't score on a power play like that. It was abs- just so many things still to point out wrong with this team. I will say, like, uh, there is, if nothing else a huge positive to be taken from Oscar Lindblom. How do you not love this guy? How do you not feel for this guy? I cannot wait for him to finally score a goal in front of the Philadelphia fans. You know, he scores early in the season when there's no fans in the stands, scores two tonight, including the winner on the road. I cannot wait for him to score at the Wells Fargo Center with some people there to uh, to show their appreciation for everything he's gone through. Played a hell of a game tonight. Really like that line with him Giroux and TK it looks like maybe they have something with that line um and that's a top six right there with with the Couturier line so maybe you get that rolling a little bit uh but something I'm thinking about Lindblom is should they rest him like once every few games like maybe not once a week but once every two weeks should they just give him a rest I'm sure he wouldn't love it but would he be better in the games he does play would he be more productive would he have stronger legs like he had tonight after just one game off uh, and a little bit of time on the fourth line and stuff but like maybe he just at this point needs that time to rest and if it gives him the ability to play more like the guy we saw tonight who looked so much like the player we saw last season before the cancer diagnosis it might be something Elaine Vigneault and the coaching staff have to think about all right that's it let's get to all of you because obviously this post game yes it's a post game it's instant reaction to tonight's game but something tells me it's much more of a bigger picture conversation that we want to have so let's get to all your comments uh yeah still haven't forgotten about yesterday I read that already from Thomas uh Hunter Moyer I can't I can't I lose brain cells with this team Man, they keep it interesting, don't they? But hey, at least we hit our over again tonight. Total was at five and a half. Seemed way too low. After a scoreless first period, sweated it a little bit, but ah, at least we can count on the Flyers to score a ton and get scored on a ton when we're betting. At least we can count on that. If you're losing brain cells, Hunter, I suggest making money to make up for those brain cells. Bet Flyers overs. Uh, Dave Brown, I thought they were going to lose that game. We all did. I mean, when it's 3-3, And the Islanders are just buzzing. That was another, like, the Flyers get the 4-3 lead. The Flyers get the 4-3 lead, and the Islanders come right back. And it's such a a stark difference between what happens with the Flyers. Something goes wrong for them, and they just fold up, and it's like 10 minutes of what the fuck are they doing. The Islanders fight, fight all the way back to tie the game at three, give up a goal late, and they're right back on the offensive. Like, before the net is empty, they're right back on the offensive. Uh, Just it's, that is a concerning, just the way they react to things that go wrong is a big picture issue for this team. Uh, Chris Schumacher had to watch Islanders broadcast pretty bad. I, you know, I'm sure it was fine. We like our hometown guys and we have Jonesy. Like, my God, at least we have Jonesy. Zach Boyle, amazing what happens when the forwards back check. It really is. That's like, that's what I'm talking about with them acting like uh, like kids trying to avoid punishment. They finally got exposed to the utmost possible degree last night, and they finally get the clue, yo, we need to play some defense. At some point in the third period, like shots, or in the second period, like late in the second, the shots were what they were, but the attempts were like 30 to 16 or something. They played good defense for a lot of this game. Now, it needs to go for 60 minutes. They can't fold up like they did in the third period. I liked what they were doing early in the third, but you can't just give them room. You can't let Nick fucking Letty walk in on you. Nick Letty, uh, this is just something that's blowing my mind with Nick Letty. Uh, He now is 21 points in, I want to say, 31 games. He had... 21 points in like 60 games all last season. The year before that, he had 26 points in a full year. So like the Islanders, man, it's the goddamn Islanders. Uh, thank you. Lynn Blom. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Limblom. Blom. Uh, oh, so fragile. Yeah. Brandon, I, this team is, they're good. I know it's tough to say they're good when we've seen them, but I do believe that they are a good team. Uh, but, to go from good to great, you need to be mentally stronger. Getting that goal tonight, maybe that's something that they say to themselves, like it's something to build on. Hey, when we're down and out, when, when things are going wrong, we can change the momentum. But man, how do you go from three nothing to three three? Like how? Uh, yeah, can't help but smile for Lindblom. Absolutely, Adam uh, Tanner Robinson. Carter Hart uh, makes literally any glove save cha- makes literally any glove save challenging. Holy hell, he really does right now. He's going down too early. He seems to be dropping his shoulders, and his glove goes with it. And the shooters are clearly targeting it. I mean, I, I think it was the first goal, uh, the Dow Cole goal. He goes, you know, far side to the glove on the on the rush. Like they're clearly targeting his glove right now. Uh, yeah, nice to see Lindblom get going. I agree, Dave. I want to ride this momentum, so keep this going as long as possible. But I do think, and like I do think, this line with Jeru and TK, I think it's the right mix. TK, good game again tonight. Um, again, good game tonight. Um, noticeable uh, using his legs, seem to have good energy. That's what we need out of TK, making plays. So hopefully that keeps going. Um, but maybe Limblom, like I said, maybe they need to rest him every now and then just until you know just for this season like my god he he overcame cancer a year ago like uh, his body was destroyed like they fight cancer with poison they poison you i i can't even imagine what he went through he had a goddamn rib removed like you know uh it's it's a lot for him right now so i wonder if just to, so he has this sort of energy on a on a more consistent basis if they're going to have to consider resting him some every now and then uh flyers gaslighting me with that second it was i loved every beat reporter tweeting out they're plus 3 in this second period they're minus 7 last second period like yep we all watched we all watched uh Lori, they cannot lock down a lead Yeah, and that's on the goalie. Like, listen, as much as we don't want them to turtle like they did in the second half of the third period, it's going to be a more defensive-oriented game plan when you're up 3-0 in the third. You are just trying to put the game away. That means the other team is going to have some opportunities. Like, that's just the way score effects work. They're going to be playing that hard because they want to break the shutout. They want to get back in the game, and the Flyers are just trying to ice the game. They're going to get shots, the goaltender has to come through for you. He he made it a real challenge tonight. At least the Pens lost as well. I like it. Standings watching. I like it. Uh, Chris says, first time I noticed TK in a while. Saw Hayes throw a couple hits. Yeah, and Hayes and Lawton on that penalty kill at the end. Now, like that penalty kill is sullied because they give up the goal right after the penalty expires. But... It was nice to see like Lawton and Hayes actually pressuring the puck, actually not allowing the time and space. It looked more like last year's penalty kill, so that was a nice sign. Um, Jeff, Wal- Jeff Wolber, I'll get your last name right at some point, Jeff. I'm sorry. Uh, such a relief to get a win after yesterday. I don't care how it happened. Absolutely. Uh, the why and how we can... It, it, on a single game, they just needed the two points tonight to get them in regulation at, uh, at on Long Island. That's big, but it, it, this had they have to sustain this. They have to show us that the last couple weeks were the down point of the season. And last night, dear God, I hope was rock bottom. And now this is the beginning of them digging themselves out of it. I want to see them play a stronger brand of hockey for for I mean the rest of the season, honestly. The the hole they've dug themselves in. It's not going to be easy to get out of the way this schedule works. Uh Barry Hauser, I was really, really hoping Hart would get the shutout, but if I'm honest, it kind of played out as expected. Yeah, I don't know about expected. I didn't think I didn't think once they made it three-nothing the game would be tied at some point. When it was 2-0, I was like, this game's going to be 2-2 eventually. But once they make it 3, I was thinking, they'll probably win this game 3-1, something like that. But, man, 4-3, I did not think that was in the cards. Dave Brown, it's the same thing, not playing hard the whole 60 minutes. I wouldn't say they didn't play hard the whole 60 minutes. I just think they fell too much into just defending and if you're on defense you're already losing because like defense is kind of illegal in this league oh you're really not allowed to play defense in the defensive zone it's all kind of illegal um i thought in the first half of the of the first half of the first uh, jesus the first half of the third period they were doing a good job at least playing aggressive defense and taking their opportunities when they saw them, but getting pucks deep and just playing a good basic game. Uh, it was later in the third, though, that I just thought they they took too many steps back. They got a little too nervous, and they waited. They weren't aggressive. And when you're waiting, you're watching. And when you're watching, like Nick Letty dances around you when you're watching, and that's what we saw happen. Uh, Jeff Wolber, heart was good tonight. Need to work on the glove hand next practice. I don't know. I can't say he was good he was good enough through two periods but uh, he needs to make a save or two there in the on some of those goals in the third uh, none of them are bad shots but like that first goal i mean no screen it's a nice shot and everything no screen no traffic no deflection uh, you know make the save and yeah if it was just like tonight he need that the glove was being targeted and they scored all right he's just a little off but no, this has been a consistent issue for Carter Hart. Uh, they are they are officially the slump busters. It's amazing how many guys break streaks uh, against like oh, it's his first career goal, it's his second career point, it's his first goal in 38 games, like it's his first goal since the 20th century. It's it's fucking unbelievable how many guys do break slumps against this team. Um what is up with Ghost being scratched asks Tyler Heath. That is a great question man. Uh I with Hague out like if if he's out and you have say like a bigger lineup on D and you want to be physical tonight after last night you want to set a physical tone something like that. Uh, I can I can somewhat understand that approach but Ghost being scratched I realize he's been like worse defensively Recently, then like even though even though Ghost is never going to be great defensively, I think he can do some good things, like he's never going to protect the front of the net for you. he's going to get out muscled in the corner sometimes, uh but he he can do other things pretty well. uh he's been a liability defensively. I think his offense is still a plus, and I wish he was in the lineup, but his defense, we have to acknowledge, has been piss poor lately. That said, considering like Haig is out hurt. And so you're not just going with, oh, yeah, we're going to try to be physical. Like Sam Moran didn't come up or anything like that. You have Eric Gustafson in there. Um, I'm just – I am a little surprised that Ghost didn't play because I thought there was a way – I thought there was a reason to take him out. But given the lineup tonight, I didn't see it. You know, Hague's now on – Hague's injured. They haven't called up Samuel Moran, so – uh, I, I was, I was real surprised by that as well. I don't really know what's up with it, but they won. That's a question for the beats to ask the coach and we'll all get the answer. Uh, you'll all get it before me. I'll see it later or I'll ask Charlie. But if you hear anything, uh, put it in the comments about ghost being scratched. Uh, Ray Hanstein, all I care about tonight is that Oscar had two goals and that hair. Our boy is back. Fuck cancer. Ray, we're going to all take a drink to that. If you have, if you have a beer, you have a beverage of some kind, Let's all toast to that. <sighs> absolutely, it's awesome that Oscar's back. I'm I, I couldn't be happier for that fucking guy. Ah, Mister Sixty Nine, good to see you. G finally found some line mates, and they were absolutely buzzing. Jerus kind of had a little bit of a uh, Doctor Couturier in him this year. Um, he's 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 anchored some good lines. It seems guys have been getting it going, uh, playing with G. So I hope. Uh, I hope they keep this thing together. They're still trying to f- find a good mix. I just, I, I didn't see the advanced stats or anything, so I don't know. But it seemed like the Hayes line was just on defense too much tonight. I just felt like I saw them in the defensive zone too much for, you know, considering the Flyers were win- the, like we're winning um, the shot attempt battle and all that. Like, it seemed like they were winning the possession battle for a lot of the game except when maybe the haze line was out there so they still have some tinkering to do they still have some chemistry but it's all new lines tonight i would love for them to get this thing going because man i can't deal with them being as bad as they were last night and the way they've played the last two weeks like it makes all of our lives less enjoyable right like i'm not absol- like and i'm not absolving them for last night i'm not moving past the last couple weeks they still really have to show something in the next few games to convince me they hit rock bottom, and now they're coming out of it. But I'm choosing to believe that's what's happening right now until they prove otherwise. If they come out and shit the bed on Saturday, I'll be in here telling you I hate them, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about finding a new team to follow. Of course I won't. I'll be back on the post game after that on Monday, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, it, nice bounce-back win tonight. Didn't follow the right script, but they still get the two points, and it's nice that they win it in regulation they're going to have to show me more though. Uh it's not just it's not just one game. Uh is ghost the scapegoat for a second consecutive coach banged up on the verge of being traded? That, you know what? That's a I hadn't even that last part on the verge of being traded, that hadn't uh that hadn't necessarily crossed my mind even though I know he's been in trade talks. Perhaps something is imminent like if they're just waiting for a certain date. Um like they'll have X amount of cap space on this day based on what they bank daily. Uh, maybe they're holding out for that. That's a definite possibility. I hadn't thought of that. That's that's a good idea there, Barry. I don't think he's a scapegoat for the coach. Uh, maybe he is a little banged up. Um, I will. The defense is so bad. I just I can't blame Av for any individual lineup decision because. At a certain point, you just throw your hands up and be like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, my number one sucks. When Provorov isn't playing well, what am I supposed to do with the defense? The sanheim Myers pair was minus six last night? I don't know. Like, (laughs) how can I even make decisions about the rest of the defensive lineup when the shit that is supposed to be right isn't right? Like, okay, we can count on this, this, and this, and then we need to fill in X, Y, and Z. Well, you know, the first three things are bad, so X, Y, and Z, we never even get there. It's like a DUI test, and they ask you to do the alphabet, and you don't get to D. Well, if you know, like that's the defense right now. Um, I hope that made sense. Uh, Stephen Lee, uh, Stefan Lee, Flyers are so good at giving up healthy leads. At least they managed to grind it out and get the win, end in regulation. Yeah, I mean, there's good and bad tonight. You can choose to look at both. Um, I want to focus on some of the good because. I need it mentally after the last 24 hours with this team and just being so mad and so defeated last night. But yeah, there's a, uh, there's something about them and just blowing leads and the, uh, they do it with the Islanders all the time. Uh, Barry Schaefer, the Islanders second goal was a good shot with a blue line collapse. Hopefully hard isn't in his head. Uh, being beaten high glove again yeah and that one it seemed like uh is that the one that hit um is that the one that hit sanheim stick i'm trying to remember like that's not even the one i'm most worried about i just man would love uh would love for him to make like a game clinching save i guess he sort of did on the on the was it the barzell shot from down low tonight awkward angle he had handcuffed him but he stopped it but Man, if they win this thing 3-1, I'm feeling so much different than I am right now. Uh, Nick Mack, woo? I'm drinking a left-hand nitro milk stout. What about you, Bill? Oh, I do love the left-hand. Being a left-hander and loving stouts, like, those things are right up my alley. Uh, I'm back on the zombie dust. I don't remember if I mentioned zombie dust to you guys or not the other night. Pretty sure I did, Uh, but I had a decent amount of it. I've got a few left. It's three Floyd zombie dust. It's a uh, undead pale ale. It's pretty tasty. It's pretty good. It doesn't live up to the hype. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, this has 100% on you know, whatever app. Not untapped. Uh, if you have the untapped app, follow me. I think it's at Bill Matz or Bill Dash Matz. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, beer. Love it. Uh, Traeger Jones, one of my big takeaways from this game was, man, I miss Tenacious me. When he's playing gritty and high energy and tough, he's great to watch yeah, just getting into that second gear, tracking down loose pucks and making like, making what looks like difficult plays and desperation plays into like smart ones. He's never going to, he's not like, he's not Drew. You know, he's not the most cerebral guy, but he is able to just sometimes dazzle you with what he sees out there. And obviously, yeah, the tenacious bit, uh, getting after the loose pucks, winning battles. That's all huge. If, if TK gets going, and that line is something, and the Katori line continues to do what it does, they will have something just in terms of this team can score no matter what. Last night I'm pretty sure was the first time they were shut out this year. Um the couple of times they gave they were they were held to one goal, they came back with like five, five, seven. Uh, this team scores. But if they can just have the ability to control play with even just two lines. Uh, It'll make such a big difference from this one.
0: This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay.
1: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. Just go to fritolaysnackat.sbnation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4/3/2023. Void wherever hit. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at fritolaysnackat.sbnation.com. Uh Jeff again. Hell yeah, Ray. Let's go, Oscar. Ready to have him back. Hoping this is it. Yeah, 100%. You know what? Another drink for Mr. Oscar Lindblom. Uh 69 Myers and Sandheim just looked just look lost together out there which is crazy because it's like the only group with any sort of continuity over the last two seasons. <laughs> like, Ivan Provorov has a different D partner like every game this year. Uh, he's got a different D partner than last year. His, his veteran safety net up and retired on him. You know, he, he's played with – brawn he's played with ghost he, he's used to playing with andrew mcdonald Like he's and he's all out of sorts this year i'm not like saying he's playing well or anything but i mean jesus couturier's out there with farabee a second year guy and jvr who's out there with you know the end of the game with the net empty like playing defense like, that's totally out of whack everyone's playing with different guys Sandheim and myers have been together almost the last two years totally and i Somehow they they have the least chemistry. Uh, it's, it's baffling what's going on with those two. Oh, damn it, lost the comments. Let's see if I can scroll up and find them again. Uh, here we go. Uh, CPDF, can we just say this team is not close to contender status, especially compared to the other contenders in the league? I wouldn't say they're not close. I'd say right now they're further away than I thought they were. Uh, but I won't say not close i gotta i gotta see the next the next week next two weeks will tell me a lot and I know they don't have that kind of time i don't man it's so hard to even think about what this team is uh, i I tried getting to this and I don't know if I fully made my point on b s h radio earlier this week like this group has been together really for this is the second season um and last year. You know they start out pretty well, but they're a little inconsistent. But there's like reasons for it. You know, um, they they start out in goddamn Lausanne or wherever the hell they were. They were in Europe to start the year. Uh, they come home, and then they immediately like go to Western Canada on a trip, It's just a weird ass schedule. But they get it evened out, and they're okay through the fall. And then December comes, Oscar Lindblom gets diagnosed with cancer. They just are absolutely distraught. They look like shit. They go on that Disney on Ice road trip. I think they were one six and one or something like that. Okay, we we kind of know what's up with this team. They're you know, they're in a little slump mentally. Okay, we can forgive them. And then they come home from that trip, and from January sixth to March tenth are awesome. And everything looks great. Then, of course, there's a, a five-month COVID break. Then they go into the bubble, and they, they win the seeding round. They're the number one seed. You know? The, they sweep the seeding round. And then the playoffs are just fucking weird. Like, all of a sudden, they're playing a different way and just don't look anything like the same team. And it's it's just strange. And this year, they don't play well, but they're winning. And then there's a two-week COVID break, and... I'm just saying, like, it's so hard to figure out what this team really is. Like, we don't have enough consecutive data points to really define them. So how far away from contenders are they? Goddamn, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Maybe they are that far off. But if they can get into the playoffs, that's when the season really starts. And maybe this team will be clicking. Maybe this team will be clicking when they get there at the right time. Maybe they're just – They haven't peaked yet. Like we talked last year, oh, they're going to be the hot team going in, but are they peaking a little too early? But then, of course, there's a five-month break. So, like, maybe they'll be rounding into form and finally peaking at the right time this year. That would be cool. That's an optimistic view. Pessimistic view is they're just inconsistent. They're just an inconsistent team. Uh, Warren Brody, uh, let's see what you said. Uh, Anyway, team trades for another goalie. Elliott, Elliott and Hart, very shaky. I, I don't think so. Just um, uh, just in terms of the roster restrictions and uh, what do you do with those two? You know, uh, you, Carter Hart has to play himself out of this thing, and it's really hard to do. I expect Alex Lyon to draw in shortly, uh, but it, that's not the answer. We all know what Alex Lyon is. Maybe he's a backup NHL goalie. He's probably just Neil Little, you know, a good AHL goaltender. Uh, but I don't have like confidence in him getting them through this tough time. It's just Brian Elliott's wearing down because we know that's what happens when you when you play Brian Elliott too much. And with this schedule, there's no way not to play him. And Carter Hart's in his head right now, and that's never good for a goaltender. His mechanics are a little off, and he just can't seem to really find his confidence, and that's hurting his usually flawless, uh, technical ability. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Uh, do I think they trade for another goalie? I don't. And even if they did, like, who would it be like, who's giving up a good goalie? You know, they're really hard to find. Um, teams with good goalies are typically good. So they're not, they're not trying to sell. Uh, so you're just looking at bringing in a, a band aid, and with the other issues on this team. And of course the ever present, Fucking expansion draft. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this to be over, honestly. Like, yes, if I had to choose between, like, winning the cup and getting over the expansion draft, I would choose winning the cup. But I'm just so sick of thinking and talking about and being told about the expansion draft. I just – like, I want the remote from Click so I can just fast forward to the day after the expansion draft. Just tell me what happened. (laughs) Uh, Print out the list. (laughs) show me who's gone and that's it and it's over with but i i just i don't think they trade for another goalie i we talked about it briefly on bsh radio and i just think given the other holes in this lineup i don't think they look at goalie uh shout out to tk uh, i lost that comment more comments are coming in i'm just gonna have to scroll down i'm sorry uh, if I miss something, there it is. Warren Brody again. Shout out to TK as he was finally noticeable. And that's what's so frustrating about TK is you know when he's on or not. It, 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 yes, when he's putting up points, and obviously you always notice a guy racking up points and everything, but, like, you know he's out there. That's He's the most, other than maybe Giroux, the most noticeable guy on the team. Uh, more so sometimes than G. And, he has just been not that for, for weeks now, from two months now. He has been not that. So maybe this is the start of something. Maybe they really found uh, a good mix with the captain, uh, the young guy. Everyone's rallying around at Limblom, and TK just wanting to get back on the right track. And they said on the broadcast, like TK loves Limblom and wants to, like, wants to help him get back to where he was. So maybe that whole dynamic is going to make that line work. This team is allergic to the empty net. Yeah, I, uh, uh, at this point, we talked about it earlier and it was kind of a joke. And I was like, ah, you know, they had some earlier in the season. They got some empty net goals and it was all good. But no, this is just, this is out of hand now. Score a fucking empty net goal and ice a game. Please, ice a game. If you ever, if you ever questioned how important empty net goals are, uh, I still say I wouldn't throw my hat for an empty net goal hat trick, but like, I love my hats. Uh, that said, if you ever question how important empty net goals are, look at this team and look how games end for them. When they're up one, like, do you think they're going to win? You know, do you not assume it's going to get a uh, it's it's gonna, it's going to get tied up at some point? If they could just net a few empty netters, it would make me feel so good. All right, I keep losing the comments, so I'm just going to scroll a bit uh, as more come in. This is very annoying. Uh, I'm concerned about Provy. This is Chris Kasula. I'm concerned about Provy. What's going on? He looks lost. He's just playing like shit right now. I, I don't know. That's, that's the, that's, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Like, that's the extent of my analysis. Provorov is playing like shit right now. What's going on? I Man, like, I hate saying this, but when I see a guy who I think has, like, so much more potential and has performed at such a higher level, I hope he's hurt. Not because I want him to be injured, but because that's at least an explanation. Call it an excuse, call it whatever you want. Like, at least it would explain what's going on. He just looks like a different guy. Uh, Hannah Lewis says, my working theory about Provorov's lack- lackluster season is because he didn't have his usual summer conditioning in Russia. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. He's been here since, like, he was 16. Does he? I guess he goes could... Yeah, he does go back to Russia, right? Uh, Traeger Jones, I thought Provy still did crazy workout stuff during the summer, though. I think he just needs a consistent partner to match with. That could be on the coaches a little bit, too. I mean, yeah, he does need a consistent partner, and he needs somebody who can play the minutes with him and is an equal in terms of being able to move the puck and read and all that. Uh, It's on the coaches for not being able to stick with somebody. It's on management for not having someone good enough to put in that spot. But it's also on fucking Ivan Provorov. Like, you're the number one defenseman. I know you're young still, all that, but this is your job. This is like, (laughs) you know, your W-2 says Philadelphia Flyers number one defenseman. He has to be it, and he's not right now uh Kaz Poplowski uh, I'm not saying this just because of the blown leads but do you think AV is a problem and that his system doesn't fit our team is it just me or does the defenseman slap the puck into the uh, opposing boards every single time they get it uh, I thought they were doing that a little I, I honestly again in the first half of the third period I thought they were doing a good job of um like getting the puck out cleanly on their first attempt uh, either finding an outlet, or if it was off the boards, it was off the boards and out. I thought they did a good job of that early. I do think there's um, sometimes like not lackluster effort, um, just like a panic move. They're just like let me fire it off the boards and hopefully it deflects out of the zone. I thought again, like early in the, early in the period, they're running a lot of good plays where. Uh, the winger uh, near the point or on the half boards or whatever would just get a stick on it to deflect it out. And they're running some, uh, some at least breakouts to get changes, if not breakouts that allowed them to get the red line and get pucks deep on the other end. But yeah, later in the period, it just seemed like a lot of panicking and throwing it. And you ever, like, I swear, like nobody ever, no opponent ever just clears it right to our point, man. Like a wide open point man. That doesn't seem to ever happen. Like rebounds never just seem to fall on the flyer sticks where it seems to happen to them all the time. And that's probably just like confirmation bias. Like I'm rooting for the flyers and I want those things to happen so I don't think they do. And I really don't want them to happen to them so I notice every time it does. But man, I don't know. Uh, Matt Ballara, I just think it takes longer for a defenseman to develop. Very hard to be consistently dominant as a defenseman. Partially explains why there are so few we can trade for. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's tougher. And, like, just – Charlie disagreed with this a little while ago, and maybe the data has changed. But, you know, I remember a a few years back when the report came out about when players hit their prime, and it was like 24, 25, 26 – for forwards is when they really get it going. And like a lot of defensemen it's it's like 27, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard position. Like I said earlier, fucking defense is illegal in this league. Like everything, everything I was taught to do, like, and again, like I played South Jersey bullshit hockey, you know, at Holly Dell, played in high school, but just like the shit they taught you to do, you're not allowed to do anymore. And yeah, like the game has changed. He's a young man. He's played this kind of hockey his whole life, but there aren't a ton of good alternatives to the things you're not allowed to do. It's kind of like make a perfect play, get your body on on the opponent when they have the puck uh, and separate them from the puck or get beat. Like, those are your options unless you want to take unless you want to risk taking a penalty. Uh I do think it takes long and it's hard to do, uh but fuck it, do it. Like you're getting paid. You're a professional. Justin Clevett, this is a start, no more, no less. They have a chance to move on from here. We know how they can play. We just have to wait and see how they will play. Yeah, that's, that's perfectly said. Um, it is a start. Maybe they build on this. I'm hoping they do. I'm choosing to think right at this moment they will. But we're Flyers fans. We know how things can sometimes go. Mr. 69, again, the defense is screaming for help, and Chuck is sitting there with earplugs in. I don't know if he's sitting there with earplugs in. Um, I hate I, – I will say, though, I hate the idea of they've played themselves out of being able – for the for the GM to be able to justify um, – You know, making the making a trade, making a move because the GM built the goddamn team. If they're not living up to your expectations, that's not just a them problem. It's also a you problem. Like you don't get to start a fire and then go, oh, man, that shit's on fire. I hope someone has a bucket of water. Like, no, go fucking go get the hose, dude. (laughs) Like, I really hope he doesn't somehow absolve himself of the sins of this offseason and how you know, I, I like the idea of running this roster back because I do like the roster. I do think it's a good it's a good mix of players. And, you know, if the goalies were playing well, we wouldn't be nearly – we wouldn't be having nearly the amount of existential dread we, we have right now. That's just a fact. As bad as the defense might be, as worrisome as the special teams might be, if the defense was – or if the goalies were playing well, if Carter Hart was what we needed him to be, we'd be like, all right, you know – Everything's fine-ish, at least. Uh, so uh, what, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, but that said, I like the idea of running this thing back. I like this roster. However, there's an old saying in sports, and it's a cliche, but it's true. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Complacency is death. Running it back almost entirely you know and you're hoping like like he did Farabee improves and the you know some of the defenders come along which they didn't but you know you're just hoping for development from your young guys which is normal to hope for but to just be complacent and say yep the team that lost in 7 in the second round to the Islanders last year is good enough <sighs> subconsciously at least if not consciously that's telling the players they're good enough and Man, like, yeah, you can tell Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier they're good enough, but fucking everyone else has earned nothing in this league. Like, they've earned no reason to be told, oh, yeah, everything's fine. You don't got to worry about shit. Like, there needed to be some change. That's very obvious. Get Alexiak from Dallas, solid defender, and he's huge slash tough. Is that like the seven foot two dude or the seven foot dude? I remember Alexiak. Like, I don't know. It, it, that's. I, lo- I like. He was in Pittsburgh, right? Um, I think Simmons fought him once. Um, that It's not sexy. I don't know if that like helps. I would love a big physical guy. Absolutely would love a big physical defenseman, especially on this third pair. Um, the third pair is going to stink no matter what, so it might as well hit people. I, I wouldn't mind Alexiak. I just don't want that to be like, oh, yeah, we got Jamie Alexiak. Everything's okay. Three games and four nights, four out of six points. They might be playing like shit, but could be worse. Matt, that's nice. I like that. Uh, let's see, Nick Mack, 21 minutes ago, uh, wow, I'm way behind in the ca- comments, didn't mean to read the time, it just kind of came out, Nick Mack, as Jason Mertitis said, it's fork in the road, and it'll take more than a couple good games to dig them out, hope they can use this, yeah, I saw, uh, Like, I think I published my post game right when uh, Mertitas put something out, and I saw he put fork in the road as his title, and I put fucking embarrassing as mine, <laughs> and I was like, you know, uh, I think that that covers the two. uh, And it's not like it's not like I didn't say that last night, but it does cover the two perspectives of just God damn it. Why do you do this to me, Flyers? Why do you have to consistently just punch me in the dick? And also looking at last night's game uh, from the perspective of it is one game. And yeah, it could spiral out of control or it could be a wake up call. And like I said earlier, they shouldn't need to lose nine nothing to wake them up. And hopefully the wake up call lasts more than one game um but I just uh, i don't we'll see we'll see we'll see how they dig themselves out of this thing you know that's that's all we can hope for. Let's get a couple more, and uh we'll call it a night. I'd pull the goalie against the flyer seven d you can't beat it, not even dress a goalie i uh, <laughs> they they do have trouble with the empty net. oh Alexiak plays with Heiskanen? Hmm. I I don't I wouldn't mind him, less of a commitment than at home, much less sure. But like I also want like a really good player. I like a leg like I like I said I I would like a big physical guy. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know if he solves the top pair issue. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if Ekholm does either, honestly. I just think like Ekholm's a better player. Get both, honestly. They need two defensemen. That's what we were saying on the show uh, on, on whenever the hell we recorded, Monday or Wednesday, the days don't exist anymore. I think it was Monday. Like, okay, say just because it's the names that are out there, let's go with that rumor Ekholm coming in and Ghost and Gus going out. Alright. Yes, you have addressed your top four. You still have an unplayer unplayable third pair. Like you're gonna go then I and brawn with the third pair, like alright. I, I I hate it. <laughs> you know, I really hate it. Uh so they need, I think, more than one defenseman, especially if, if Ghost or whoever is part of the package going out. Isaac Ratcliffe the defense. Yeah, why why the hell not? Alexiak is just slightly better than Sam Moran. You know. I I, I don't think he's just slightly better, but I, I get your point. Uh every time Gus is playing and Ghost is sitting, I drink double. I know I'm not a I know I'm not a hockey man, but I don't see why you wouldn't roll the dice. A good night from Ghost is way better than anything you're gonna get from Gustavson. I think it's just so much that they play the same role. And that's really it. And I guess they wanted Prosser in tonight, and hey, Prosser picks up that big assist, so whatever. Jesus Christ, we're – like, Nate Prosser's in this rotation. That's what we're looking at. Like, that's what we're doing right now. Nate freaking Prosser. Uh, but hey, he picks up the uh, the assist on – was that the Giroux goal tonight? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Ghost and Gus just play the same role. I would prefer them both be in the lineup and – they're your guys on the power play and maybe we can get this power play going. Cause that, I didn't even get to that tonight on the post game, man, the power play was going pretty good until last night. And again, if they come through on a power play, it's not a nail biter at the end. Now. Yeah. They can blow an, uh, an extra goal lead. No problem. Like that's, there's no lead too big for this team to blow. But <laughs> if this, for them consistently, our lives that's special teams in goaltending, as bad as the defense is, as maddening as some of the players that we're counting on on offense can be sometimes, uh, like TK and Patrick. You know, if special teams in goaltending could just come through a little bit, this team would be so much better off. And that's what I'm going to lead, lead you. Uh, actually, no, I need one I need a positive to leave, leave with because they won. Uh, let's get one positive comment. Um, I'm a little behind in the comments. Let's see. Try to reload them here. Someone give me something positive in the comments, and then we can all go home. Yeah, that quick whistle, Jeff, uh, with the with the puck tied up on the boards. Uh, plus the whistle and Hart was playing the puck with two seconds left. Those were annoying whistles. But like I say every night, fucking refs in this league are terrible. All right, I guess that's what we're going to leave on. No one else wants to leave any more comments. Uh, half the season left to go, winning record. Okay, there you go, Jeff. Thank you for the positive comment. They have a winning record with half the season to go. If the 9 nothing loss was the uh, the fork in the road, was the rock bottom, the turning point, however you want to put it. Well, they're 1-0 and since then, and they beat the team leading the division that you know just came off of a nine-game winning streak that hasn't lost in regulation at home in like a year and a half or whatever the fuck it is. So that's the positive I'm going to lead you with. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. All sorts of comments, all all sorts of comments, all sorts of content. You hear me go through it. You know the spiel. You'll enjoy it. And hey, while you're at it, enjoying all that free content, because it's free. Remember that. You're getting all this shit 100% free. Just saying. All you have to do for us is Venmo me. It's Bill Dash. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Just leave us a five-star review. It's super easy. You're probably listening on a podcast feed right now, which means all you have to do is scroll to the bottom, see where it says "write a review," click the five stars, say some nice words, and you—it's that easy. You don't have to do anything else. You know, you can steal something and you're—you're you're even. You know, you're just at even. It's like plus minus. Do something good, do something bad. You're just even. So that's—that's that's it. Um, I'm done. Have a great night, everybody.
0: We're driven by the search for better.